Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Cosmic Fire Podcast. The only podcast by Cosmic Fire. The only Cosmic Fire <laughs> that podcasts. Although there may be other Cosmic Fires that we didn't know about when we chose this name. There probably are. I mean, there are other Cosmic Fires for sure, but do they do podcasts? We don't know. But like the Aurora find out. Borealis. Uh, what? That's a cosmic fire, right? Well, I guess uh, not. I get. I don't know. It's probably inside the firmament. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it more of like a reflection? Reflection? <laughs> I think it's a refraction. <laughs> a refraction. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, whoever's Plas- listening, rays. our one listener who's listening yeah. to this, uh, look it up and. Send us an email. Dude, they love this stuff. We got like three. <laughs> I'm thinking of people individually. <laughs> yeah, and they're all down with this uh, kind of like a plasma ray would be the cosmic fire, right? That comes in and kind of just turns everything into mud flood city. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Because I got, I still got like metal fillings. Mm. So it's probably like you could fry my jaw that off or something. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> go look that one up. Okay, so yeah, we're going to talk about, um, we're not really going to talk about Chinese New Year because neither of us knows anything about it, but um, it is no. the year of the tiger. Yeah. I know it's a water tiger. Does that count? Yeah, I okay. didn't know that. Well, I, yeah, I, I didn't either, but uh, somebody told me that, so, and I believe everything I read, so. Also known as a shark. <laughs> water, water tiger. tiger. <laughs> Um, I know my neighbor, <laughs> Philip has a mom and dad who are Tyrannosaurus Rexes oh. and they're really tall Man, and you have to talk to them like, rawr. Mm. otherwise they don't understand you. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. I learned that yesterday <laughs> while you were getting eggs. <laughs> I was in the jungle with Philip. Philip's like, how old's Philip, you think? Uh, what would you say? Like five, four or five or six? Yeah. Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like most kids that age, he has a lot of rules, you know, that you need to follow if you're going to play, play right. Yeah. I love that about kids. You know, it's like they figure out, like they negotiate things, you know, they figure stuff out. Yeah. It's really charming in children. Maybe not so charming in like old white men. I mean, I think it would be great if people could actually talk it out instead of just being like, Mom, he wasn't playing Tyrannosaurus Rex right. You know, which is, I think, like where some people are kind of stuck right now. Just waiting for mommy or daddy to like make the other kids play right. And, you know, we can't play with everybody, but also like can't count on mommy or daddy to make it okay we have to be our own mommy and daddy yeah i'm gonna tell philip that next time i see him oh he'll love that one (laughs) (laughs) philip's awesome because you say something to him and he's just like he looks at you and then he just goes on with whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) or he's like yeah no he must have some fixed sign in i think so (laughs) speaking of fixed signs it's um new moon in aquarius yeah so there's that yeah and um, that happens uh, square Uranus and conjunct Saturn. So it's triggering that Saturn Uranus square, which is past exact. So it's not going to be like it was last year, but I've, I've got some thoughts on that one. We should get into it. Okay. I want to talk about the USA's Pluto return. Okay. And my 
um, pet theory that I'm working on why, of why it could be good. Okay. That's all I got. All right. What about you? Um, I've got a reading on the collective energy, and I'm going to break it down week by week for the monthly forecast. And week by week. Week by week. Yeah. And uh, basically, the big theme is stay the course, but make corrections as needed. All right. That's it. You'll have to I think listen. you meant stay at home. <laughs> Unless you absolutely need safe. to go out for your essential business. <laughs> okay. But yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Well, should we flip a coin and see who gets to go first? Okay. Okay. This is our annual virtual <laughs> coin flip that we do every Chinese New Year. <laughs> and um, okay, ready? Call it in the air. Wait. I got to think. You're calling it. So I got to... I know what it is, though. Okay. Okay. Tiger heads. Bam! It was tiger heads? Yeah. Okay. Well, since I won, I get to choose who goes first? No, you have to go first. I have to go first. Wow, what a shitty winning strategy. Okay, you can choose. You can choose. I'm not Justin Trudeau over here. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, like, bad daddies (laughs) or mommy, I think maybe it's Justine. I don't... Justine? I can't tell. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. There's a picture of him. Doesn't recent- seem human, really. Yeah. There, <laughs> he's he's engaged in more, um, you know, so now you can't costume, right? Because it's cultural appropriation as like a lot of ethnic groups. So there are pictures of him wearing a Native American headdress, full headdress, in blackface. Um, <laughs> there was another one. I can't remember what the other one was, but it's like he's costumed as every minority. <laughs> and... um yeah. Wow. Or it has. I don't know what that thing uh, yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the classic uh, rules for the, right, but not right, for me. Right. I'm just teaching you what not to do. <laughs> but I can do it. Well, we're different because we're the rulers. Yes. So we're allowed to do whatever we want. That's right. In our castles. Yeah. While we're sitting on our golden thrones and making <laughs> rules for all the peons. Unless 50,000 truckers are converging from all over Canada <laughs> and then we go into hiding and claim that we have COVID <laughs> true story yeah yeah somebody showed documents and like those you know flight official like they can track the government planes through that flight tracking app mm-hmm. and um, somebody says that he's in Berlin mm. he escaped to Berlin mm. well seems like he'd be really happy there actually really I mean well, I guess Germany's kind of doing a similar thing as Canada right now, right? Yeah. Only maybe worse? I can't tell. They're yeah. both so bad right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Whew, man. But they probably got better, like, weird sexual cabarets than <laughs> most of Canada, than <laughs> Ottawa. I don't know. I never saw Ottawa as, like, you know, a hotbed of sexual mm. depravity, but... Yeah. Who knows? Probably is. Uh, probably is. <laughs> okay, well, we got that settled. So do you want to go first or last? Um, I'll go first. May I remind you that the last shall be first? In oh, well, then you go first. No, you go. <laughs> I want to be first. You don't care. <laughs> I actually wanted to hear a little bit about the Aquarian New Moon. Okay. Well, it's in Aquarius, um, which is a fixed <laughs> sign, as we noted. I oh, hear I have a it. new thing where 
all fixed signs are control freaks. I, I want to hear Prove your theory. Prove me wrong. <laughs> okay, yeah. Why don't you share your theory and then I'll talk about the new moon. Okay, so I was thinking about, um, you know, fixed sign energy. And I was like, man, it's not just the Scorpios. Like, they're really all control freaks. All the fixed signs are control freaks. I mean, if you think about the fixed sign energy, we need that at this time of the year. We need winter to be winter, you know, and not be messing around, being kind of like spring or kind of like, you know. I mean, each season has a reason for it. <laughs> I've heard. Some people are in your life for a season. Some people are in your life for a reason. You got to figure it, out which is which. I never remember right? the third one. And some people are in your life and you don't know why or something like that. No, I think the third piece of that is you got to figure out which is which. Oh, I thought it was some people are there forever or like when there's only one set of footprints, that's when Jesus <laughs> carried me or something. I don't know. I thought there was a weird like Jesus-y kind of vibe uh, to that third one, but you, you're probably right. There probably is. Okay. Um, so you want the season to be like all the fixed signs that's the middle of the season. They're holding it down. Yeah. They're holding it down. It's the peak of whatever that season is. And their job is to just make it be that thing, period. Make it so. Yeah. They're not starting it off. They're not finishing it. They're just holding the center. And um, speaking of which, we have high winter coming up right around the corner. That, um, that we do. But anyway, so my uh, my hypothesis is all fixed signs are control freaks. And I'm a Scorpio moon, so I'm allowed to say this. Yeah, you are. I'm a Leo rising. I'm allowed to own the fact that Leos are control freaks. They always know, you know, it's like Virgo's got a rep for always knowing what's best for you. But Virgo's more in a mechanical, like a mechanic fixing things kind of way. Whereas Leo's more in a, I am the sun. I am the deity. And you better do what I'm telling you, you should do because that's what's best for you. And I only want what's best for you. I never do that, do I? <laughs> Okay, and then Taurus? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're never going to tell a fixed sign to do anything. Like, they're just going to be like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like Philip, you know, it's like, you're going to say, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then they're just going to wait until you finish talking. And then they're going to go right ahead and do exactly what they were going to do anyway. And, um, but I never really thought of them as control freaks until the other day. And then I was like, I, you know, I was trying to think of like derogatory kinds of or more negative way of saying like steadfast. You know? Yeah. So, so we got fixed signs are control freaks and right. cardinal signs are. Cardinal signs are bossy jerks. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, they're, I mean, overbearing bossy jerks. Uh, bossy jerks is kind of what I came up Strong with. Strong leaders. Right. Strong leaders would be the, the positive way of saying it. Yeah. And then mutable signs, what did I say? Wishy-washy victims. Wishy-washy victims, <laughs> yeah. Whiny victim? No, because yeah. not all of them are whiny. Though. Yeah, yeah. Pisces, definitely. Pisces and Virgo, very bitchy. I don't know. Gemini's, Sag, they could be pretty bitchy. Sociopaths right. and fundamentalists. Gemini yeah. and Sag. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anybody out there. Okay, um, we so, all got to take the good with the bad. Yep. So those are my suggestions for how to think about the modes in astrology. All right. This has been Tatiana on astrology. 
And uh, please, uh, if you're one of our three listeners, write in and let us know. Um, our fixed signs control freaks, our cardinal signs, bossy jerks, and our mutable signs, whiny victims. There you have it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so a new moon in Aquarius. It's going to be control freak out, right? Because it's like the end of an old control cycle, start of a new one. And, the, you know, which does uh, beg the question of what are Aquarians trying to control? My theory is they have no idea. <laughs> they know, but they can't explain it. And nobody else could understand it, yep. even if they could explain it. And everybody thinks they're <laughs> weird. So a lot of times they don't even try to explain it. Cause, and, and I'm actually serious about this. The whole Their whole life they've been gaslighted for not making any sense. And they, <laughs> but they know. They see it. They yeah. Because they're from the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They can see it, but there's no uh, present language for it. It's hard to translate. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with here. Um, okay. And also uh, the new moon. So that new moon is on Tuesday the 1st at um, just after midnight, 1246 a.m. Eastern. So it's actually on the 31st exactly in Pacific time. And it's at 12 and a half degrees Aquarius. So conjunct Saturn. And the sun is conjunct Saturn on astrological Groundhog Day, which is the pagan cross-quarter holiday. Astrological Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's the fourth <laughs> Friday. Um, there, there's some other name like the, you know, pop pagan. like High winter. Baby witches call it like. Imbolc. Yeah, Imbolc, which always sounds like some kind of goblin from or orc from Imbolc. Lord of the Rings to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sorry, sorry, Celts. I just alienated all of our Celtic <laughs> listeners. But you know, that's cool because we're really big in uh, the United Arab Emirates. We're, we're like, we are? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, that guy, uh, Nick, that keeps uh, emailing me about doing some promotion. <laughs> it's like, you guys are like, we're rocking it in the UAE. <laughs> Which is cool, man. I mean, UAE's got money. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the sun and Saturn are exactly conjunct on Friday the fourth, and um. But the the new moon on the first is going to activate that Saturn Uranus square that we were dealing with all last year, and I think we're already seeing that. What's that vibe? Well, that good question. <laughs> that, that vibe is, you know, I've talked a lot about it. I, I wrote a lot about it last year. It's a pretty epical, um, defining you know, moment when we have these Saturn Uranus squares, I want to say every 15 to 20 years, but like there are, or, or Saturn Uranus hard aspects, I should say, but they're kind of these defining societal moments. And I was seeing it a lot last year as Saturn and Aquarius representing, you know, the kind of collective will or possibility of creating new systems, Aquarius, right? Saturn. Um, taking responsibility for the world and creating a world that's better for everybody through the Saturn process of slow and steady wins the race, do the right thing, take personal responsibility. And then Uranus and Taurus as being sort of representing the big tech oligarchs, you know, the Davos billionaire club that wants to turn everything into their own private, you know, it's already a slave system, but like really, really consolidate it so that, you know, we're in zoos and, and uh, AKA smart cities and everybody's controlled. Everybody's digitally chipped, blah, blah, blah. But I think the interesting thing about this because Saturn and Uranus, you know, nothing's good, nothing's bad in astrology. Um, it just kind of depends on how they're acting. And they're both the rulers of Aquarius and you can kind of flip it and see Uranus and Taurus as being people 
taking shocking, sudden, personal, revolutionary, progressive action, um, you know, because they want to have more healthy pleasure, more enjoyment, Taurus. You know, the, I mean, Taurus works hard. It's the hardest working sign in the Zodiac in, in my book. But it always wants that payoff of the really good food, the soft clothes, the, you know, great music, good sex, like just the things that make you feel good in a body. And I'm kind of seeing that with the whole Canadian trucker convoy, you know, where there's like these 50,000 truckers like coming from across Canada and besieging the, uh, the parliament building. And they're saying like, hey, no more end the mandates end the passports and the obligatory contact tracing. Just let us go back to living a normal life. And despite what you may read about it on Twitter, you won't see anything about it on the news probably. But, you know, you see these videos and there's people all along these routes, like out in rural Canada and like Saskatchewan and B.C. and Alberta. And people are coming out at the one gas station for like 20 miles around and you know doing a tailgate party and just cheering these people on. They've got signs. And I think there's a real will of the people that's being that's showing up around the world. So I can kind of see that as, you know, Saturn and Aquarius can also represent the repressive controlling authority figures that are pushing a programmed collective thought model group think, you know, so that's Aquarius, the negative side of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think all that stuff's already being activated and we're recording this in the shadow of that new moon, mm -hmm. but we could expect those themes to keep rolling throughout the month. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I know that there are, um, you know, worldwide rallies being organized by various um, truckers around the world. I mean, yeah. didn't the truckers start a thing in Australia, like back in the day? And it, yeah, it was huge, too. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, they're doing it in Europe. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, like across Europe, they're getting together. And I think the U.S. You know, the U.S. has yeah. been threatening it for a while. Yeah, they're planning one in the U.S. too, as far as I know. But massive yeah. protests in France still, massive. Yeah. I mean, just all across France. You know, yeah. it's like everywhere. You you don't see it on the news, but everywhere there's just you know tens of thousands of people out in the big cities. Yeah, I mean, people are just they're over it. Yeah. <laughs> So, this seems like maybe a good time to take a little break and then come back with the rest of the astrology forecast and or the psychic weather week. report. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You know, the times we're living in are uniquely stressful. So many stressors. I mean, uncertainty about the future, inflation, empty shelves at the grocery store, the chance of getting COVID, being accused of having COVID, or getting triple vaxxed and boosted and then still getting COVID and the shame that comes with that, as we've seen. You may know that we have a download of the month program, but this is also going to be up in the Cosmic Fire shop, which is cosmicfire.org forward slash S-H-O-P. I enjoyed making it. It's very relaxing. It's me telling you some incredibly boring stories with a very soothing and warm kind of fatherly tone. And then after that, it's just brainwave entrainment and the gentle nature sounds of a babbling brook reminding you that as the title of this little hypnosis program tells you, 
you are a really good sleeper. Pick up two or three of those. Send them to your relatives that are having hard. I mean, you know so many people that are just not sleeping well, and they tell you about it. They're like, oh, I can't sleep, can't fall asleep. And you're going to be like, hey, I'm going to just email you this um, hypnosis program, and I guarantee you're going to remember that you are a good sleeper. All right, we're back, and I hope everybody took an opportunity during the break to go and buy You Are a Really Good Sleeper from, is that the name of it? It is, yeah. <laughs> From the shop. Um, so, let's see, we're back, and we're going to get into the reports, and, you know, I've got a week by week. I think it'd be kind of interesting to kind of go back and forth week by week. Ooh, okay. Okay, so we already talked about what's happening the first week with astrology, right? We've got the new moon in Aquarius activating the Saturn-Uranus square, and um, in bulk, aka high winter, aka the sun hitting the exact midpoint of Aquarius, right? On yes. the fourth. Yeah. So. Can I throw one other thing yes. in there? That people might, that everybody probably knows this, but Mercury also stations direct on Thursday. Oh, the third. good to know. Yeah. yeah. 11, 13 p.m. Okay. Which is kind of awesome because now Venus and Mercury will be direct. And. That's a blessing. That double retrograde was tough. A little hard. It was hard. Yeah. yeah, a little hard on that one. I know a lot of people are feeling it. Okay, cool. So we've got Mercury making a station on the third. And how long would you say before it really starts picking up speed? The Probably old Merkster. The ninth. The ninth. So yeah, give it another week. Okay, cool. So, okay, what I saw when I tuned into the collective energy field was that during this first week of the month, the main thing that is coming up for folks is this. Um, depletion around the base chakra. So what's the base chakra? Um, <laughs> if you <laughs> didn't catch uh, our recording from, was that four weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. Four weeks ago, we did the download of the month was a base chakra healing called Vital Essence. And if you haven't listened to that, then you might want to do it because one of the big themes in this first week is the base chakra, which is the chakra that's right at the pubic and tailbone, um, this chakra has been looking very depleted for everybody. So what it looks like um, in terms of like remedial actions that we can take for that is we need to be more nourished. That was the big thing that came up collectively. So... It could be emotional nourishment, too. Um, it feels like a lot of folks are processing. I don't know, maybe it was the Venus retrograde brought up stuff for people, but feels like a lot of folks are processing the fact that uh, there are relationships in their lives that are just not nourishing. And it could be a relationship with an aspect of self. It could be a relationship dynamic that you have with your body. Um, it could be um, a dynamic with the collective or families or your work or whatever, but there's something here that we get to look at and it is where are we not getting our emotional needs met um, from our relationships 
And where are our physical bodies not getting their needs met because we're not having a healthy relationship with our bodies? So there could be actual physical nutrients or physical nourishment that's lacking. So if you get a hit on that, I invite you to tune into like things that you could refine as far as um, diet and supplementation. Most of the things that pass for food <laughs> these <laughs> days are not nourishing at all. You know, they're just absolutely empty, devoid of any nutrition. And um, sadly, there are many things out there. Probably our listeners aren't, you know, eating a lot of this crap, but a lot of processed food that's um, worse than um, than empty. It's actually harmful. So, you know, in this kind of degraded situation, it requires even more nourishment um, when we're processing a lot, when we're going through all of the incredibly hard things that we've been going through over the last couple of years and probably our whole lives. Uh, it's really important to get this nourishment. So whatever that means for you, if it's on a physical level, emotional level, those that's kind of where I was seeing it. So I invite you to tune into that and see how that can serve you for the first week of the month. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I've been feeling that sense of depletion, you know, and just it's been a long haul. Yeah. You know, I mean, for this whole lifetime, but, uh, you know, definitely the last couple of years. Yeah. And wintertime traditionally is a time where our bodies want more rest and nourishment anyway. So, you know, a great way to uh, celebrate high winter holiday if that's your jam. Um, just taking some time to tune in and see, like, maybe there are some things that need to be deleted to deal with that which is depleted. Ooh, I love that, <laughs> man. If the shoe does not, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> you, now you're speaking my language. So, um, you know, the, the high winter cross quarter day, groundhog day, um, with astrological groundhog day, which is the fourth, <laughs> because I think real groundhog day or count fake groundhog day is the second usually Yeah, with the weird Masonic Puxatani fill ritual that it is we, a weird ritual. it's really yeah. weird. <laughs> um, but you know, so the sun and Saturn conjunct on that day, um, that, you know, Sun-Saturn conjunctions um, happen once a year, and usually around that time, it's a low energy time. So, um, I think that also is sort of setting a little bit of a stage until the uh, spring, you know, the, the astrological New Year, mm -hmm. spring equinox. So, you know, another reason to pay attention to that base chakra energy. There are not a lot of aspects um, in February, there's not a lot of uh, crazy astrology going. On. Are we week one or week two right now? Uh, we're we just are we finished week one. We can jump right into week two. No, no, that's cool. I just okay. got lost there. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's the main thing I got for week one. Okay. Okay. What about week two? Week two, uh, <laughs> more of the same. Um, not a whole lot going on. Uh, Mercury's conjunct Pluto on Friday the eleventh. So, um, you know, Mercury sta station retrograde conjunct Pluto now moving forward on Friday the 11th, actually back up to speed, but hitting Pluto again. So that's an interesting point to just like, I think, tune in Mercury, the mind with how we're dealing with the bigger picture of 
Capricorn world systems and Pluto and Capricorn, which I'll talk more about in week three. Um, but you know, how, how are we doing in being prepared in responding in a way that is, you know, aligned with our inner authority, with our inner joy, with our mission, our reason for being here to all of this crazy stuff that's happening in the world. And then the one other thing I'll mention for week two is, I don't know what this means, but Mars and Venus move within a degree of one another to making a conjunction on Friday the 11th. And they stay within a degree, and a lot of times in the same degree, moving degree to degree um, from 14 Capricorn on February 11th or 12th to um, four degrees Aquarius on March 12th. So I've never seen this before. Mars and Venus are traveling together for a month through Capricorn. And I feel like that's going to be a positive, but it's, it's really rare. And, um, you know, as far as I know, I've never seen it since I started, you know, tracking stuff. Wow. Um, Yeah. So I'm curious about what that will bring, but I just felt like I should bring it up. Yeah, so if you're one of our listeners that studies astrology, write in with your interpretation of Mars and Venus traveling together for a month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> it sounds positive to yeah. me. Yeah, I think it is. Because they're like the cosmic lovers, right? Yeah. Yep. Dancing and, together through the sky. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's. I was talking to somebody the other night, and it's like, there's... Just complaining about, there's just so much Capricorn. And there has been so much Capricorn, you know, especially since the start of 2020. But, you know, going back, we had Pluto there. but So Saturn's been through Capricorn. Jupiter's been through Capricorn. And it feels like this Mars and Venus kind of thing is an opportunity to maybe redeem some, you know, nothing wrong with Capricorn per se, but with Pluto and Capricorn and the whole world system having to fall apart, right? So it can be reborn. It's just been super heavy. Yeah. So I feel like there's something there that feels really positive. Yeah. It has felt like a little bit of a slog uh, from time to time. Am I right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Well, um, the reading that I got for the second week, um, as far as what's coming up in the energy field for healing, is... Um, a heart healing and it really what it looked like psychically was kind of the armoring that we accumulate on the back heart and as a means of defending against uh rejection and this one um i feel like it came up i want to say like last month or maybe the month before i can't remember but um this thing around um you know, letting go of the armoring around our hearts has been a, an, an ongoing theme. And so this one feels like it definitely has an ancestral and past life flavor. So just know if you are doing some heart healing, you might want to look at, you know, where are you holding some of this energy for the ancestors or your past life selves, multidimensional selves? And know that you can, just by acknowledging it, it helps to shift some of the heaviness around it. You're like, oh, oh, okay, so that wasn't just me I was feeling, it was all this ancestral stuff. Okay, it helps to process. I think when you can call some of this stuff out, 
So I invite you to do that and um, also be aware that there's a lot of collective grief and a lot of um, just collective heartache um, as we're going through this process of uh, awakening and self-actualization and <laughs> realization. You know, we're having to look at all of this stuff that's not us or not true on an individual level, also on a collective level. And there's a lot of really dark stuff to be acknowledged and processed. And there's a lot of collective grief. Um, you know, like DK was saying in his, um, in the piece uh, during the break about the sleeping meditation, it's, you know, there's a lot of things that people are stressed out about right now and a lot of things that people are processing. A lot of folks um, losing friends, family, um, you know, because of the divide in belief systems. So there's like this fracturing that's happening, but it's happening in this realm of belief, which I'll actually get to more later, but but it does affect our hearts and there's there is a lot to process. You can't process it for other people though. So that's something to really be aware of is like anywhere where you're trying to process the collective grief, you can just send that back because you can't process an emotion for somebody else. You could just, you know, process your own piece of it. Um, so keep holding the space for yourself and for the collective because there we're in a massive uh, global mental health crisis right now. And it's going to keep getting worse for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, some folks are, are kind of coming out on the other side of it. But those are the folks that have already been doing the work, you know, and there are a lot of folks who have not. So it's, you know, it's a harsh wake up call for a lot of people. And we're having to hold space for people just losing their shit and, and breaking down and freaking out. And, um, you know, so it's a, it's a lot. And also um, hang in there, uh, keep holding space and, and just doing your own part and know that, you know, you have to be strong to be able to hold the space for the collective as well. Yeah, I think that's a great point that holding space does not mean carrying other people's emotions. And so many of us who are, you know, just good people, spiritual people, we, we're people helpers, we're healers, we're trying to do the right thing. That's how we survived childhood. Yeah. Is by taking on our, our parents, our siblings, people around us pain and like taking it for, for them. Yeah. Especially if you're a mutable sign, which is, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> We're and, the uh, whiny victims. Yeah, the whiny victims. <laughs> if you're a whiny victim sign, you know what I'm talking about. And or wishy-washy victims. Yeah, wishy-washy. <laughs> there you go. Or, or you don't. Maybe you're like, eh, I thought I did, but um, I don't know. <laughs> did I really? I did I, I think, yeah, maybe I took that on. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can meditate on that. We're going to take a short break. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. Sounds and then good. we'll be back with, uh, I think, the... Second half of February and some exciting, uh, never before, I, I'm probably somebody's already done this, but I haven't seen anybody talking about the Pluto return in this way. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Right. Everything is perfectly fine in this 
going on in week three you tell me okay well on monday the 14th mercury moves into aquarius oh you know i'm not into a lot of the modern astrology kind of uh like exaltation rulership ideas like you know seems like every other astrologer has a different asteroid that rules virgo instead Uh. of mercury but there i i do think there's some um sense to mercury being exalted in aquarius uh, I, I wouldn't term it that, but I do think that Mercury in Aquarius has sort of a genius aspect to it. And I'm not saying that because I happen to have Mercury in Aquarius, um, <laughs> but, you know, if you recognize the wisdom of that, feel free to concur. Um, but anyway, so, I, you know, that's going to be, that should be an energy lifter in a lot of mm. ways. Having Mercury out of the, you know, where Mercury has been in Capricorn retrograde, it's been in Capricorn for nine weeks by the time it moves into Aquarius. I think that's going to really kind of lift uh, the mental energy. And then on the 16th, we have a full moon in Leo that's at 28 degrees Leo. And we still, we have the exact Venus Mars conjunction on the same day, Wednesday the 16th. So they're um, exactly conjunct that day, if I'm not mistaken. But again, they're staying in, they're just, it's really, they're doing a dance. It's the only mm-hmm. way I can describe it. And then we've got uh, the USA's Pluto return on the 20th. So the sun moves into Pisces on the 18th. And then um, the USA's first ever Pluto return. I mean, how exciting is that? Wow. Yeah. February sounds a little bit more momentous than what you led us to believe at the beginning. Well, there's just not a lot of aspects. It's like the big things are happening, but there's only two or three kind of things that, you know, does that make any sense? Well, it's interesting that like there was, I can't remember what the... The thing is that was hitting right on Imbolc. Oh, Sun-Saturn conjunct. Yeah. Yeah. And then another... Mercury-Pluto conjunct that on the 11th. And then the the conjunction on the full moon seems like kind of a bigger one. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah. No, I, I really think there's like, it's kind of, um, I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a light astrology month for a while mm. you know it's just everything feels pretty heavy and, and and intense and momentous but it's sort of um there aren't a lot of things i don't have a lot of like oh and then this is happening and then this is happening it's just like you know these kind of big moments mm-hmm. okay you want my theory first or you want to go on the no go ahead okay so when i started studying pluto and capricorn era 
Um, you know, and, and I did some research and read Richard Tarnas's book on the outer planetary cycles and how they correlate with historical events. You know, I was thinking, okay, well, USA's Pluto return, it's, um, you know, Pluto is always going to bring up the, it's going to take us down into the depths of the psyche. We need to face and integrate the shadow. We need to face and integrate, you know, the scary monsters that the things that we're most afraid of, most ashamed of. And Pluto says, hey, if you do that and you survive and you're willing to sit there and confront the things that you most don't want to confront, then the gift is power. You know, and when you come back to the surface world, you have kind of, and I've always kind of seen it as having this cosmic wind at your back where it's like you just get moved to where you need to be and you have the power and resources. And the other, the other positive attribute of Pluto is unlimited wealth. You know, but which can be, I don't know if that's positive or not. Seems like a lot of people who have it don't deal well with it, right? But, you know, we, those of us in this community, we certainly could use some more resource, resourcefulness and abundance. And so that's another positive of doing the Pluto work. So I was looking at, okay, USA's Pluto, second house Capricorn, you know, there's something about money, values. Um, having real self-esteem, real personal power, second house. And Capricorn, you know, again, world systems, how we structure things over time. And I think the consensus on that has been, well, this is the time when the U.S. stops being the world superpower because we're bad people and we haven't done well handling the power, which, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, not that we're bad people, but the the government the deep state the the big money interests that run things behind the scenes they've done a lot of bad in the world you know under the flag of the USA but okay so the USA the the United States that we think of today is a corporation it's not the country that we were taught in school my country tis of thee i pledge allegiance to the flag right and all of this kind of evil, greed, controlling, you know, raping people and the land, poisoning, you know, the just the constant wars all the time that the U.S. has been behind a lot of. I mean, the U.S. is the biggest terrorist organization by far, you know, I would say over the last 50 years at least, as far as just the, the things that have been done to other countries and other groups of people. And also, we're not doing that, and it's our responsibility to speak out against it and to try to stop it and, and make a more beautiful world and a more beautiful USA. But, you know, I think that there's this pop astrology consensus that this is when America falls apart, and maybe it does. You know, I've seen that as well. But that doesn't mean that it has to be a horrible punishment. You know, there's a lot of punishment, and that, to me, that's the shadow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I read people like like that Charles Eisenstein article that I mentioned um, last, last podcast. And, and he's not the worst offender, by the way. But so many people that I read in the spiritual, new age, progressive kind of community talking about the shadow and about spiritual bypassing have no idea what it means. <laughs> they do not understand the shadow whatsoever. They're just, you, it, you know. They're it's doing a the, really catchy yeah they're doing the great shadow uh bypassing thing of projecting their shadow onto other people and then talking teaching people how to heal that shadow but it's not it's their shadow right so part of the the shadow is everything that we're unconscious of that's part of the soul including potentials 
we could all be a serial killer. We could all be a greedy oligarch, you know, tech titan or whatever. And one of the things that I think the biggest thing that has been repressed by the system of the world, ruling elites, whatever you want to call it, just this very corrupt slavery system that is global in scale, is our individual ability to assert ourselves and to use our positive, healthy anger, Mars energy to make the changes that we want to see in the world. So that's my, my like little shadow hypothesis about the Pluto um, return is I do think there's going to be a lot of devastation. We're already seeing it. You know, we're already seeing it. This country's so divided. And again, most of that division is being artificially created and the, the uh, flames are being fanned by media, which is all owned by the same people, right? Who want us divided because if we got to get, you know, if we quit believing in racism, if we just said, hey, let's, let's like do what, whatever we need to do, let's work it out. But, you know, you're black, I'm yellow, you're white, I'm brown, whatever. We don't care. We all want the same thing. And it's those bastards that are turning us, pitting us against each other so they can keep siphoning off all the money and resources. I think that's a potential that we could see is that people are going to be like, hey, you know what? That's not my shadow. My shadow is that I'm really powerful and that I want to make a stand and create the society that I want to live in and that I like white people. I like, you know, Chinese people. I like Canadians, whatever, you know, whatever race you want to talk about. Are Canadians a different race? <laughs> I think they are. Um, it, it, let's uh, check in with me. Canadi well, I saw Strange Brew with the McKenzie brothers. <laughs> They're obviously a different race. <laughs> If you want to see what the world looks like post Holocaust, nuclear Holocaust, you know, that'll show you. <laughs> okay. Radiation has fried my brain and made me an enemy of civilization. Civilization. Okay. So that's it. That's my theory is that, you know, what Pluto always does in my experience as an astrologer is it always takes us into the depths of the soul and confronts, forces us to confront the shadow. And I think if we understand what the shadow really is, which is it's just as much, if not more, our good qualities than our bad qualities, we can spread that word and people are ready for that message. People are ready to stop being victims, you know, to stop being pitted against one another. I mean, most of us don't really believe that stuff. I think deep down, yeah. I'm starting to wonder. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it depends on how much time you spend on social media, I think. Yeah, or like when you went to school, maybe. Yeah. What era, you know? Yeah, it does, because the younger you are, the more influenced you are by um, fake... I can't even call it life. It's like, I wanted yeah. to call it fake life, you know, but online life, you know, virtual reality of video games and TikTok and, you know, it's like... Older folks like us, like we understand their, you know, the reality outside of that. But I think for younger folks, uh, they mistake a lot of what they see online as reality and it's not true. So, yeah. Yeah. Although some of the younger folks are really awake and are just seeing through all that stuff, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> Got to get on TikTok. <laughs> which is really well, funny cause, well it's funny because that's where all of the like quote unquote bad stuff is too yeah yeah, yeah. 
But it's also like the people that are just like, you know, they're 18 and they're like, hey, man, I'm calling this out. That it's like, <laughs> uh, this is a government program to get you. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, all the information is out there, you know, so it's like, what are we going to do with it? You know, regardless of what your age is or where you're at, like most of us have access to all of the information that we need to make the correct choices for ourselves. So what are we waiting for? Um, So that's really interesting because I was just, remember I was tuning in the other day to like Pluto um aspects and this thing about the insecurity and how that's where a lot of the control freak stuff it's interesting that i was talking about control freak stuff at the beginning of the of the pod too in in regard to fixed signs but you know a lot of times like pluto's got that like control aspect to it right or it's like triggering something about where we need to control things if we are coming from a place of fear insecurity um and yeah yeah. i mean the shadow projection of pluto a lot of times is control like you know like like serious sadistic kind of control stuff yeah so it'll be interesting to see um kind of what and i mean these really really slow moving planets like just because there's going to be an exact um hit doesn't mean that we'll necessarily feel that for you know until it starts to ripple out more is that true well i mean i would say that we've been in this energy since 2020 easily Mm -hmm. and so this is just yeah but it doesn't mean that day you know we're gonna see everything burning down or whatever but if you think of like the the whole 2020 like with the um george floyd riots and or mostly peaceful protests and you know like people's just saying we're going to burn it down if they don't do what we want. Like, let's, we're going to burn everything down. That's very Pluto. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, um, you know, so there's some valid energy to that too. Right. Yeah. But I think what the opportunity is here is that people see like, Hey, the United States as an idea, the chart that I use, the Sibley chart for the signing of the declaration of independence, 17, you know, July 4th, 1776, and that most astrologers use, it's not when the U.S. actually became a nation, and it's not when the U.S. became a corporation, right, which was in the 1800s, that it officially became a corporation. So, all of what we see as the government is, it's not illegal, but it's an unlawful corporation that owns all of us, you know, and it's owned by the, the big three corporations, right? But, I mean, that's a whole other story. But I think the opportunity is to see through that and for people to say, hey, you know what? We want to take what's good about this country that there's always been a lot of good in the USA. And we want to, you know, basically, like, return the land to the natives that, you know, repair some of the damages that were done, even if we didn't do them personally, because that's the right thing to do. But let's set it up. Here's Aquarius, right? Here's the age of Aquarius. Let's set it up so that those despots no longer have all of our power and all of our money. You know, let's set it up so we do it. Let's do it the right way. And so I feel like that's the opportunity is rather than, you know, this very divisive, 
kind of black and white, way too easy narrative of the U.S. has been the superpower and it's really bad. And, you know, it's run by white supremacists. And so we have to burn it all down and and just like make sure nobody has anything except Justin Trudeau and, (laughs) you know, Trump and, and, you know, whoever, right? Boris Johnson, right? Is like, no, let's reject all of that. And I feel like that's where where that Pluto shadow positive energy can be. Mm. Feet on the ground, hearing the sound of the leaves in the tree. I know the sun gonna shine. So that kind of also ties in with what I was seeing with week uh, three and four. So I'll just go into week three really briefly. And when I tuned into like some things that might come up for healing that week, I was seeing that there's a huge opportunity right now for doing belief work. And in my experience, Belief work is mostly just letting go of beliefs because we have so many and they're usually not helpful. And so, okay, if it's true, then you don't have to believe in it, right? It's just, it's kind of redundant. Like you don't have to have a belief system about something that's true because it just is and it's self-evident and it, it, it works and you don't have to prop it up with all of these you know, ideas about it and things like that, right? If it's a false belief, then, you know, then you don't need it. It's not helpful. So in my mind, I look at getting rid of all beliefs and just being open to know things and um, to know the truth of a situation in any given moment. Um, And that's something that's always being refined, right? So, um, you know, as we get more information, we're learning, we're growing, um, we're changing things up, um, which goes back to my original big theme of the month, which is stay the course, but make corrections you know, as you go along. And this belief work is part of that. So just looking at, wow, that's what I thought. And I was wrong. You know, oh, maybe I, maybe I thought I didn't have the power. And I was wrong. I do have the power to to change something, to do to to do something, to to be a certain way, uh, regardless of what's going on in the world or what's going on with these psychopaths over there or these psychopaths. Like I still have the power to do these changes for myself. And so maybe that's a, a lie that you bought into is like you don't have the power to to change anything, to do anything about anything. Um, So these kinds of beliefs, um, there's a very positive energy I'm seeing in the third week of the month for letting go of anything that's a lie, you know, and maybe that Pluto energy is going to help us like to kind of dig down to the roots of some of these things. Um, But I also see it as like there's something that's uh, opening up around our throats and like kind of coming out of the jaws, the base of the skull. Um, and it's related to like just all the places where 
we have invested our trust in lies, you know, and in in, in these artificial constructs and um, you know, like government is a great example. Um, DK was talking about government. Um, you know, government's just an idea. <laughs> you were talking about the chart is basically the chart of the idea of a government. And so government's just an idea, you know, this idea that that there are um, people that you can vote for that will have more rights than you, <laughs> you know, and they could tell other people and you what to do. Because we all agreed and said, hey, you know, we, we gave them this right. We gave them a right that we don't have. Uh, how does that work? You know? <laughs> so, you know, how, how can I give somebody something that I don't have? Um, please let me know um, if you know the answer to that. Um, anyway, so these Even are... Even asking that question, I think, <laughs> is, an, is an indication, indication of white supremacization. <laughs> so, you know... Um, these kinds of things where we bought into ideas, you know, um, that aren't true. It's a great time to let go of some of those, uh, let go of some of those lies, um, and deepen into really, really trusting ourselves and Creator. So when you start healing away these beliefs, like a lot of times, what you'll find is. You know, we've invested, well, we've been brainwashed, frankly, to invest our trust and our faith in things that are being proven really, really blatantly <laughs> to be completely untrustworthy and, and just utter fucking bullshit, right? These systems of like so-called health ministers and so-called protective uh, public servants who are supposed to be regulating these like greedy capitalist corporations like so that they're not harming people and they're actually all the same people and we know that and we know the system is absolutely corrupt through and through it's total fucking garbage you know and that doesn't mean every single person and it is a piece of trash you know i'm just their parents were trash i'm telling that to their face you know they but you know it's a broken system and we're seeing that. So it's like where we have invested all of this trust and faith in these external powers, you know, these external authorities, external people that are supposed to keep us safe and protect us. And well, if we don't have government, it's going to be anarchy. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be horrible. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I believe that the reason why we have all of this chaos and, and disorder is because of these systems and, and the corruption in these systems. And so, you know, it is time to let these things die. And it all starts within our own minds. So that's the gift of the third week of the month as I'm seeing it is that, you know, or, or anytime really, but I just see this as a theme in the third week is um, an opportunity to really let go of the internalized um, systems of control. And it all is based on lies. So um, any kind of belief that you have, um, I, it's a great time to examine it and take out the trash um, so that we can deepen into trusting ourselves and trusting creator. Which brings me to week four, um, which is boundaries, because um, 
there is um, what we were kind of talking about before where a lot of where this stuff comes in is because of um, insecurity and wounded self-esteem, a belief, you know, uh, aka a bullshit lie that (laughs) we're not good enough. You know, there's something wrong with us. That's why... You know, the world is fucked up. And so, yes, we need to look at that and we need to deal with our own stuff and do the inner work of healing. And most of that is deprogramming. But, you know, we're also dealing with everybody else, you know, going through this process at the same time. And a lot of folks are not wanting to look at that shit. So they, in their place of wounded self-esteem and feeling powerless, are you know, oftentimes projecting their shadow stuff um, or their, um, you know, things that they don't want to feel or deal with onto other people. So week four, I'm seeing as a very good opportunity to um, exercise healthy boundaries, uh, psychic shields. You want to like double down on psychic self-defense and be aware that a lot of what you're feeling might be other people's shit and projections. Um, and look at where that triggers your own sense of any wounds around self-esteem or self-worth. Wow, that's great. Thanks. You're welcome. You know, that helped me see the Pluto and Capricorn thing maybe even a little bit more clearly. Yeah. So that insecurity thing, which is all trauma, it's all created through trauma, right? Right. Abandonment, abuse, lack of nurturing, um, inability to trust parents and equals inability to trust creator equals inability to trust life, whatever, trust ourselves especially. So USA's Pluto and Capricorn, second house, house of self-esteem. It's like we're all, we're a nation, and since the US has been the world superpower, we can kind of expand this out. We're a world of abused children some of whom get into power and bully the other, the rest of us, right? Mm-hmm. Into power, in quotes. But like what you're saying is we, we need to step out of that identification with, oh, well, you know, because I, th- I think a lot of these crazy belief systems, right, are attractive because I can't trust, people say, think I can't trust myself to know what to do. Right. Right. Because that's what they've been told since they were little babies. Well, and because we have been acting out of a place of being traumatized and brainwashed and belittled. And, you know, it's like then we do these things that are are wrong, you know, and then we feel guilty and ashamed. And we should, to a certain extent, just in order to make a correction. But then, you know, it doesn't help to spiral into that. though. Yeah. 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 Collapse into it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're going to grow up. We're going to grow the fuck up. In February, man. (laughs) Growing up time. And then we're going to bully those bad people. (laughs) Unmerciful. (laughs) They were beating me unmerciful. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for now. Thanks for stopping by. And um, we hope you luck. (laughs) That's Someday I'll tell this story, but. Um, not not right now, but I was selling Bibles door to door in the Bible Belt in North Carolina, <laughs> and that was the most common thing that people told me is, "Oh, I got plenty of Bibles." But I thank you for stopping by, and I hope you luck. <laughs> it was like a weird thing that they said in that little county, you know, of North Carolina. I hope you luck. I hope you luck. But they were always really kind about it. So, 
I love that. Yeah, I'm grateful. All right. On that note, you've been listening to the Cosmic Fire Podcast. Thank you so much. If you have enjoyed, won't you please go to your favorite podcast app of choice and just subscribe because it helps more people find us. And, you know, you can also just share with friends, go to our website, do all the things because you know you want to. Thanks again for listening and supporting. We love you so much. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.